small business owners have a big journey ahead. We're here to make that road a little easier with effective tips on everything from sales and marketing to succession. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. And with me, as always, is my wife, attorney Natalia Wallet grice the owner of LCO Law and the co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. Hello, everyone, and happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. Uh, just would like to take a second here to thank everybody. I mean, I know that we have been making some serious moves in 2022. <laughs> uh, really excited to see what 2023 brings, but uh, we want to thank everybody from anybody who listens to our podcast, uh, clients, you know, referral partners. We want to thank everybody and wish everybody happy holiday season. Yes. And in that spirit, in today's episode, we want to give something back to you. And so we're going to talk about something in marketing that we believe is going to be invaluable to your marketing efforts for the year 2023. And that's the unique value proposition. You know, having a solid, unique value proposition and leveraging it can make a major difference to your bottom line. But, you know, you might not be aware of what is a unique value proposition. So in this uh, process today, we're going to give you as much information as possible so that you can turn this into an effective way to increase your revenues in 2023. So, Justin, can you explain to me and to our listeners what a unique value proposition is? Sure. So... In business and in marketing, the unique value proposition, um, sometimes it's also called a unique selling proposition, mm -hmm. is a statement that clearly tells your potential client or customer how they can benefit from your offer. If it's a product, mm -hmm. if it's a service, it shows how you're going to address their needs and solve their problems. And it also delineates you from your competitors. You know, uh, it's what makes you different. Um, it's a core benefit or solution that differentiates your product or service from the competition and positions you to be the best in the marketplace. Right, and that's really important to learn how to differentiate yourself from the competition, right? Because we often have conversations with other business owners and they think that their services or products are just the same as everyone else. So this is a way to, or a process for you to start thinking about how you are different and unique from the competition. So, Justin, what are the key components of a unique value proposition? Okay, so um, you're going to start out with your headline. What is the end benefit that you're offering in a single short sentence, right? Um, it can mention the product or it can mention the customer. Make it something that grabs somebody's attention. Um, next section would be a subheadline or a two or three sentence paragraph with a specific explanation of what you do or offer and why it's useful. Um, the next, you're going to want to list a couple of the key benefits or features of that product or service. And lastly, a good visual. Um, images, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, mm -hmm. right? And so you want to show off the product, a hero shot, use it, or, or give, give, the, um, give the client something that they can see the product in use. And something that's going to reinforce the main message of your unique value proposition. All right. So just to kind of get a, a good idea, this is a short and brief way of very quickly capturing the attention of a potential customer, but not just any customer, somebody that's really going to identify with those key benefits, uh, that's going to identify with the visuals that communicate how you're different 
and where it's just going to kind of like grab their attention and go, here's why I'm the one for you, even though there's other service providers or other product providers out there that might offer the same widget, but not in the same way or to the same people. Right. All right. So let's say I'm a two-man plumbing business, <laughs> and I think I do the same things that other plumbers do. And I may be telling myself, I don't have a unique value proposition. What should I do? Well, the truth is, is that every business, everybody has a unique value proposition, even plumbers. <laughs> uh, we actually have a local plumber in Tampa who uh, has theirs on a big billboard downtown. And it says something to the effect like, if we're late, we pay you, you know, mm. and that's unique. You that know? is unique. And it, it also kind of identifies Listen, we understand that your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. And so if we're late, we're going to pay you. And it doesn't come out with, you know, that long paragraph about how your time is valuable. But they suggest that, mm -hmm. you know. And you can find something. Suggest, you know, find something that you can capitalize on, right? Find something that you can do in your business that is different. And you can find something. It may be small but it'll be unique to you. I would suggest that you don't offer to pay for your clients, you know, or pay them money, cut them a check, <laughs> unless you you can guarantee that you're going to deliver. Um, you don't want to go into the red, you know, making these, you know, really crazy offers. But that's just an idea of how e even a plumber can come up with that unique value proposition. But, you know, that makes a good point as to part of your unique value proposition ties into the systems and the culture that you've created within your own business, right? right? If there's something unique about the culture or unique about the systems that make you really efficient or really effective, like that plumber in Tampa, then that can become your unique value proposition. So, Justin, is there a process to creating a unique value proposition? Uh, there absolutely is. Um, and really, it all starts with your ideal client. Who are you marketing to? Mm -hmm. Who is this for? Who's going to benefit from it? And if you haven't created your ideal cli uh, client avatar yet, definitely check out episode three of the Legacy Academy and get that going. That'll outline everything that you need to do to create your ideal client. Um, because without that, you're really shooting in the dark. They say that if you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. Exactly. You need to lock that down. You need to know exactly who your ideal client is. And so after you have your target audience, highlight a specific problem that they typically have. You know, when you're doing your ideal client avatar, one of those steps in that process is identifying their, you know, fears, their, their problems. Hone in on something that you, you recognize as a, a fear or a problem of your ideal client and figure out a solution. Figure out a way to explain how your product or service will solve that problem for them and why it's different from everybody else. Um, <clears throat> so when you're making your unique value proposition, you want to make sure that it's easy to understand, all right? So these best value propositions are direct and they're not very long. And so anybody who reads it should have a pretty good understanding of what you're offering and what you do. Um, line out your, um, your, your clear benefits. You want to show clearly what you offer your customers, specifically addressing the overall quality of life that they're going to enjoy by using your product or, you know, engaging in your service. Right. What makes it transformative? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And appeal to the emotional side. 
I mean, in marketing, you know, people buy on emotion. Yep. And so you need to hit those emotional triggers. Um, one good thing that we have found is the use of facts and figures. Uh, if you have statistics that demonstrate success, use it. Hard facts and figures are going to back up your claims and kind of give you that uh, uh, authority positioning, right? Right. And it's kind of like that reason justification that, you know, that follows the emotional purchase of a person. Yep. Yep. Um, another one that you want to, you know, include while you're doing your unique value proposition, while you're going through the steps, use a relevant visual. Um, if you're selling, you know, if you're a plumber and you're putting fried chicken on your billboard, <laughs> nobody's going to understand what the hell you're doing. Um, but you can use these visuals to your advantage. Visuals can spark emotion. Uh, most people are visual learners, you know, and they're better at grabbing attention than, than the text is going to do. Mm -hmm. And lastly, speak to your audience. Make sure you use the language that they use. Again, this is coming back to your client avatar um, episode. Listen to that over and over again. Figure it out. And you can start using the terms that your ideal client would use, something that they're going to really relate to. All right. So let's recap on that, right? A process to create a unique value proposition, right? You're going to make value propositions that are easy to understand, that provide clear benefits, that are helpful if you have facts and figures. Include those relevant visuals in your unique value proposition. And remember to speak to your audience by using the terminology and the language that is familiar within that target industry. So once a business owner has, you know, fleshed out their unique value proposition and it's written down, are they done? Unfortunately, no, that's where they start. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you really should be testing these out. Um, just like any other ad that you're going to put out there and, and make no mistake, a unique value proposition, while it's a little bit different in, in a niche way, you know, because you're doing something specific to, you know, a process or a product that you have. Um, this is, is still an ad. You're, you're still selling what you're doing, uh, mm -hmm. what you're doing. So you want to test them like you would any other ad. A-B test, mm -hmm. you know, make small changes. Um, having multiple iterations of a similar ad or, or unique value proposition and see which one works. You know what I mean? Whichever's performing best, go with that. Uh, but you can always be improving your message. You may add a new service or a new product to your line that you have to create a, an, an entirely new value proposition for. So mm -hmm. your, your work in that regard is never done, but it's an ever-evolving thing as well. Yeah, that's for sure. And if there's one thing I could add to that, you know, we as business owners sometimes emotionally tie ourselves to the messaging or to the marketing that we're creating. But the reality is we have to go with the data. With an A-B test, right, that is the uh, ability to see, okay, which one of these works best. And you might be surprised at which one is more appealing with your audience, right? Sometimes uglier websites get oh, more, <laughs> more attractive uh, clickability or buyers. Uh, sometimes messages that use a little bit more of a vernacular expression resonate more with your audience. So you really do have to pay around and listen to the data. Mm -hmm. All right. So how uh, would you say a unique value proposition is used as part of the marketing strategy for a business? Well, just like I was saying earlier, this is essentially an ad. It's niche and it's kind of um, 
a small aspect, but it's a really great tool in your marketing arsenal, right? It communicates directly with your ideal clients, lets them know exactly what they can expect from your business. Uh, you can use it on social media posts. You can use it in direct mail marketing postcards, email marketing. But uh, the one place that I say that it must go is on your website. You want people who visit your website to have that information at their fingertips. So that's why you have to make it attention grabbing. You need to make it essentially foolproof. Got it. And that and that makes sense because, you know, in this day and age, your website is your virtual store fund. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so just like when you're driving down the road and you see, you know, the billboard or the kind of like um, frontage for a particular business, you make a very quick determination on whether or not you would be a potential customer for that business. That's the same thing that happens with a website. Right. So it's a great way to not only help your ideal client identify themselves as a prospective customer for your businesses or services. Right. Right. But also for the non ideal client to say, no way, I'd never yeah, go there. This is not <laughs> so, uh, Justin, can you give me some examples of professional and effective unique value propositions? Because there's many unique quote, quote, attempts value to propositions out there which are really not effective. So let's talk about some effective ones. Okay, so I uh, I picked three that I, I was going through online and doing some searching on, on unique value propositions for different companies. And so I picked one that everybody would know. Mm-hmm. I picked one that some people might know. And then I picked another company that I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> that may not be true. I had never heard of this company, but their, their unique value proposition really stood out. And so you can kind of get an idea of the the points that we made earlier Mm -hmm. about making it short, making it relatable, making it so your ideal client knows exactly what you do. And so it kind of runs the spectrum. So we're going to start out with the one everybody knows, and that's Apple, right? Uh, So Apple uh, operating system, the iOS 14, they have an ad out uh, and a unique value proposition for that. And it says, looks brand new, feels like home iOS 14 brings a fresh look to the things that you do most often, making them easier than ever. New features help you uh, with with what you need in the moment, and apps you use all the time become even more intelligent, more personal, and more private. So there's a lot there. Um, So they had their headline, looks brand new, feels like home. And then they go into some of the features and the benefits of what you're going to get with the new operating system. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, who's the ideal client? Apple users. Yeah, Apple users. You know, (laughs) most people fall into that either I'm Apple or I'm Android. Mm -hmm. This one isn't for you Android users. Um, (laughs) Or Microsoft users. Or Microsoft (laughs) users, right, right. Um, So what was the problem? Well, old, complicated, impersonal, and unsecure um, operating system. And you can pull that. It's implied, right, from using the words new, home, fresh look, Mm -hmm. easier, that kind of thing. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, And so what's their solution? They upgraded the iOS software that makes it easier to complete your daily tasks with improved security and customization or personalization options. It's beautiful. It works. Everything, it ticks all the boxes. And if you're wondering, it had a great graphic. It had the, you know, the Apple phone with the new software or operating system. Clear pictures, very organized. It was very good. 
Uh, so the next one is Stripe. <clears throat> now Stripe is a payment, uh, like an online payment processor. Mm -hmm. And it says, payment infrastructure for the internet. Millions of companies of all sizes from startups to Fortune 500 use Stripe software and APIs to accept payments, send payouts, and manage their business online. Who's it for? The customer for this one is companies of all sizes. They're saying here, you know, millions of companies of all sizes from startups to Fortune 500. So right there, you're like, wow, if a Fortune 500 company is using this and I can use it too, dang, right? <laughs> uh, so the problem that they're trying to, you know, imply here is that managing the financial aspects of the business, including sending and receiving payments, you know, how yep. difficult is that? They want to make that easier. Mm -hmm. And so how do they do that? Their solution is an all-in-one program that allows you to accept payments, send invoices, and manage your business in one convenient location. Awesome. It, it, it checks all the boxes, right? And so then the lastly, the one that I had was from Six Ads. Never heard of this company before, <laughs> but it really spoke to me as well, right? So their unique value proposition goes as follows. Start selling on Facebook, Google, Instagram in minutes. No expertise needed. Accelerate your sales. Put your products in front of millions of shoppers that want to buy what you sell. Use six ads, automated Facebook, Google, and Instagram ads. Awesome. So who's their customer? Online store owners. And Anybody that, who needs to, you know, send yeah. their send their product out. And by using the word products, you know that they're not specifically focused on service providers, right? right? It's products. Right, mm -hmm. right. And so what's the problem? A lack of digital marketing expertise makes it hard to get your products in front of potential buyers, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is going to anybody who's using social media or Google as a sales platform. And so what's their solution? They have an ad automation to boost sales and increase profits. Again, I love that. Um, they tell you exactly what they do. And I know that when I was first getting started in, you know, the advertising and all that, mm -hmm. I could have used this. <laughs> Please do it for me. So there are three examples of, of good, unique value propositions that really, like I said, tick all the boxes. Yeah, and you can see that they're <clears throat> not very long they use language that is, you know, identifiable to the community of the businesses or individuals that they're targeting, right? Right. You know? And it's important, uh, if I could piggyback off of that, mm -hmm. don't use technical or industry jargon, you know, that nobody understands. Like Frank Shirley says in Christmas Vacation, <laughs> in layman's terms, put it out there so anybody can understand it. Yeah, well, anybody in your ideal target group, right? right? Because, for example, Stripe does make the reference of APIs. So APIs isn't something that's necessarily understood by everyone, but it might be something that's very easily understood by the finance aspect or the finance manager of the particular business, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, just like... Apple iOS, right? You know, they kept it very, very simple. A fresh look to the things that you do more often, making them easier, right? Again, very normal speak. Why? Because Apple users tend to be individuals, not so much businesses. Mm -hmm. Six ads tell you exactly where they provide automated ads for you. Facebook, Google, Instagram. Very, very simple um, language that's just 
super easy for the target client to know these people can help me. So finally, what are three things that a business owner can do today to start creating their unique value proposition? All right. So number one, you really got to clamp down on that ideal client avatar. Again, <laughs> I can't stress that enough because if you don't know who you're selling to, you're not going to sell anything. Yep. You know? Um, so if you, again, if you haven't, listen to episode three, do the exercise, really target your audience. Um, next, write and rewrite your copy. Bounce it off people, bounce it off your team, bounce it off your family. Try to get an idea. Maybe you already have clients. Bounce it off of them. Mm-hmm. Write and rewrite until it's until it's perfect, you know? Well, I would say not until it's perfect because there's no such thing as perfect, but at least until you've gotten sufficient feedback that you have a much better understanding of what resonates to the ideal audience. Right, right. That makes sense. Um, make sure you A-B test that. Mm-hmm. Go with the results. Don't go with what's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and lastly, get it out there. See what works. If you're not getting the results you want, change it up a bit. That's part of that A-B testing. But make sure when you're doing that, make small changes so you know what triggers have been changed to get you the success that you want in that. Yeah, definitely great advice. because, And you've got to track what you change. Yes. Because if you don't know what you change, then you can't say what worked versus what didn't work. Right, and then the process is also not repeatable. <laughs> That's right. Um, so here at the Legacy Academy, Natalia and I would love to just extend our warmest holiday wishes. This is going to be our last episode of season one. We're going to take a short break. Um, and probably come back around February or March. Yeah, I would say probably the spring. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, so we want to thank everybody who listens. Uh, we do this for you guys. We we love providing value for the people who listen. Um, I know a few of our clients are, are diehard followers <laughs> of this. And, and uh, they, they say that it helps. And so I, I'm thankful to be able to do that for them. And, and being able to create value in people's lives. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions for future topics that you'd like to hear about, go ahead and email those suggestions to legaladmin at lcolawfl.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you when we come back in the spring. Thank you, everyone. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite application and tune in every Thursday where we'll bring you more tips on how you can improve your small business. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.